When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is Carrie Stevens, and I am here to conquer the Shout It Out Loud cast. That's right, Tom and Zeus are in big trouble. Bend over, boys. Carrie's taking over. If you people want a little bit of rock and roll, I said if you people want a little bit of rock and roll, shout it out loud! What's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 122. Me, myself, and I. What does that remind you of? Finally, an episode on De La Soul. Finally, some hip-hop on this podcast. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, you, save it for the album review crew with oh. Mr... Hollywood Pony. Maybe we, you never know. We, we, someone's going to break the seal on the on the hip hop uh, pop R and B window on that thing. So, yeah, yeah. But the well, bigger story. The bigger story is here. We're back at it for the first time in a while, and you have uh, you have some things to report on. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about Disney. Oh, I oh, didn't. Man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh boy, it's a big one. Yeah. So I just got back from Disney. I did wear the Kiss Army shirt at Epcot Day. I posted that photo up. Uh, I did get a few of those. Yeah, man, nice shirt. I, yep. There's something about that Kiss Army out there. And a couple were like older women, like someone's Ooh. grandmother going, like your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Cheater Chris. <laughs> Gene Simmons finger banged me. At the Bowler Drome in 1976. Like, oh, thanks. That's right. I did. And you're looking pretty good now. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I went to Disney. My daughter had a cheer event, uh, the summit, as they call it. She did well. Her cheer team made it uh, past day one into the finals. Uh, she made it into. Uh, I think ended up being 12th in the nation. So good for her wow. team. She did awesome. well. They, they had a lot of fun. We stayed at Disney. They put us in the all-star movies resort. I don't know if you know what that is, yep. but yep. it's nice. It's, it's fun. It's like a fun thing for the kids. It's not a, it's not a luxury I, resort. I tell you, no, it's not. It's like, yeah. like the medium size one. Exactly. Medium yeah. The yeah. two times I went before were, I stayed at uh, Saratoga Springs. Okay. And that's yep, that's, that's nice. That's a lot nice. And you yep. could take the little boat over in and the boat would take you to downtown Disney, now called Disney Springs, not yep. downtown Disney. Yep. So I, I remembered I haven't been there since 2010. My daughter was two, now she's 12. Mm-hmm. So I went there. 
Now, if you've heard me or you know me, I have um, a fear of heights and I have, I get sick quite easily. My equilibrium is way off. So, which um, holds well for the kiss cruise, <laughs> <laughs> but I've been on a cruise before and I didn't okay. have problems there. All right. All right. All right. So, uh, I went on the Dramamine. Where's the Dramamine? Oh, that won't work. Right. So, every once in a while, like I'll get into this thing, like, well, I haven't been on a fishing boat in years. I think I can take it. Five minutes in, I'm on the bottom of the fishing boat, and I'm like, this is the top five worst moment of my life. And puking the whole ride for six, eight hours and being like cursing the day that I went on that boat. Same thing here. I'm like, okay, we went on the first ride and was like shooting like fucking Buzz Lightyear things as you go yep. around. Oh, yeah. Thing. You shoot those Buzz Lightyear things, whatever that mm-hmm. one was. I'm like, okay, I handled that. That was okay. Daughter goes, let's go to Space Mountain. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, but all right. She's 12. I mean, so I walk up there with her. I'm like, okay, you get in this little thing in Space Mountain. It's low. It's like a little yeah. fucking trolley. Each one, there's like four in a trolley, and then it goes. I didn't know what to expect. At this point, it's like 11 in the morning, starting to get hot. I hadn't eaten anything because I don't like breakfast and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I should be able to take this. We get in. This thing fucking shoots off. Mind you, it's all in the dark. Oh, yeah. Space. So you you can't brace yourself for what's coming up. Like, meaning if it's going to turn to the left, you lean into it. Okay. here it's like your stomach is to the left. Your head is to the right. And everything's just moving. This thing's fucking all my daughter. I could tell from her side. She was telling me it's like all she could hear me is going, oh, no. Oh, no, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh. For some reason, although it was like the worst four minutes of my life, it also went by faster than I thought. I I was scared it was going to go longer. Oh, yeah. You pull up at the end. It stops. Mm -hmm. I I was like, you can visually see me. I was like this. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to move. If I moved, I was going to throw up in front of every. I was like, I was fine. I was getting like nauseous, just pulling at me, tugging at me. And then we had a drop. And that one drop, you know, when your stomach goes, uh oh. Yeah, yeah. What is that? And you're like, yep. oh no, I'm going to throw up. Yep. And I'm thinking the whole time, I can't throw up in front of everybody. I can't do this. I got a mask on. It's fucking hot. That's awesome. The, everyone's getting out of the fucking thing. I'm not moving. I'm just down low like this. Lady comes over. Sir, are you all set? Uh, no. Nope. No. Do you need any help? He's like, they stick their hand out. I'm like, that's not going to fucking do it. Let's leave me. <laughs> I'm like, I literally swore at her. Like, yep. She's like, oh, you need help? Here's my hand. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And she's like, what's the matter? Are you And my daughter at this point is like, are you having a heart attack? And I'm like, no. <laughs> she thinks I'm having a heart attack. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to throw up. Oh, can can we get some help next? Year, like now, people are like fucking like they don't know the, the people behind me to get off or not. Finally, they started getting off and letting them off. Now it's like five minutes of me just sitting in the thing. Now four workers, employees come over. It's like, can we help you get up? I'm like, you don't oh, just leave me fucking alone. Give me, I'll do it. I fucking struggle somehow because it's so low. Yeah. Okay. Dude, that and ride you, that, 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 that ride is like a hundred years old. It's like one of the oldest rides yeah. ever in Disney. Yeah. It's not like I am the most 
limber guy these days. Yeah. I finally managed to get my foot out and get out and step up. I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I'm so nauseous at this point. I'm going to throw up. They walk me over to the nearest bench and sit me down. And they're like, thank God we got that fat fuck out of here. Because now the rest of the train can go for everyone else. Yeah. I'm like, give me a bucket. They're like, what can we get for you? Get me a bucket. They bring me a huge trash bucket over. I'm just sitting there. As soon as the fucking hear the the ride go again, I'm like, oh, no. I am taking my brains out. Now at this point, my kid is getting upset, like crying. She must have been like embarrassed and horrified all at the same time. I am puking my brains out like, oh, my God. And And you didn't even eat breakfast. No, they're all like, I had drank uh, some water because they were giving me water. Bad. Uh, My stomach was, uh, I was just so, I I felt like, I don't know what you can explain. Like, like I climbed the mountain and got punched in the face and the stomach as soon as I made it to the top. Like my body was just like, oh, I was just jelly. Now gets the fun part. I'm puking my brains out. They want to get me the fuck out. So they're like, sir, what can we do for you? I'm like, I'm just going to go home. Okay, sir. I'm like, yeah, how the fuck am I going to get there? They're like, okay, well, let's. All of a sudden they go, we'll get you a wheelchair. We'll wheel you there. (laughs) You know, wheel me back to my my resort. (laughs) Like, well, we'll take care of you. We'll figure this out. They get a fucking wheelchair in. They put me in the wheelchair. I look like. I look like Dan Aykroyd from fucking Trading Place. Ah. Dude, you look like fucking Vito Corleone at the end of The Godfather. He's <laughs> fucking like. Ah. <laughs> They're fucking. I, they, I got me. I'm in the chair. I am literally dead weight. Dead weight. Just like. Ugh. And this chair fucking sucks. It looks like they got it out of one flew over the cuckoo's nest from the 70s. It's okay. probably it. it. They start wheeling me And the wheel doesn't go well The feet, there is no feet There's like two pedals that kind of are open Yeah, yeah, yeah They're trying to push me, it's still kind of dark People are still coming out of the ride And stuff, so I'm starting to go down that long Rolling, uh, revolving Kind of walkway It's not a stairway, but a walkway And along the way, there's like uh, I I wouldn't say like um, Like a railing but it was like made of wood and all the way down and strolled down and it had like a little like volcano thing on like a rock kind of on top. And it goes all the way down for architectural, just to make it look good. Yeah. The guy's pushing me down and all of a sudden the wheel goes forward and literally I fall out and I put my hand down to stop me from falling (laughs) my face. But all of a sudden it gets me going, Oh no. Oh no. I can't help it. People walking by. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god are you I, serious I, to my right which is the railing and it's just like going down so like the volcano erupted <laughs> so all of a sudden you see tons of puke just fucking <laughs> just dripping down like a river meeting the ocean it's just <laughs> dripping out. all of a sudden they had a call for backup the backup person comes out. He's got like a fucking hazmat suit on. It's like fucking Walter White fucking meth lab. <laughs> Toxic puke in the middle of a pandemic. So the guy comes 
comes over and he sticks his fucking elbow right on the railing. He's like, where is it? I don't see it. And he's looking on the floor and the guy's like, it's right where your elbow is. You're in it. <laughs> he lifts his elbow up and it's all puke just dripping off. <laughs> he's like, oh. I'm like, I'm like still dead. I'm like, I can see it happen. I'm just like, sorry. Uh, no problem, sir. Like they still have the Disney attitude on. They have to. So he's like, okay, let's see if we can get you moving again. I stopped puking for a little bit. Mind you, before I puked, I had my mask on. Ugh. I'm trying to swallow my puke so I don't fucking puke in front of people. You know, swallow it down as much as I can. Eventually, I just let it out. Anyways, Ugh. they wheel me out. Oh, there's more. Ugh. They wheel me out. And now I'm in front of the, of the ride. Yep. And the guy's like, all right, sir, I got you here. We're going to get somebody else to wheel you to your bus stop. Because, you know, if you go on the resorts, you go on the bus rides. Yeah, and not back to mention to- space, and space Mountain is at the far back <laughs> end of the park. <laughs> talking about that. Yeah. Yep. This piece of shit wheels me out. Now it's about like 12 o'clock. Yeah. Leaves me in that hot 98 degree sun. And you're already, Mel- and you're already, and you're already <laughs> marinating in your own puke. You're like a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there Got her headphones on In the corner like I don't want to be seen with him Oh my god I'm In the fucking chair Like all like <laughs> Disgusting Like I need a diaper or something like, Just disgusting In the hot sun Waiting for the next guy to move me to the thing All of a sudden I feel it again Like oh no what? Come on Again <laughs> There's nothing left in me. It just comes out. I start puking, dude. Again. <laughs> in the sidewalk, kind of like the walkways of Disney. Oh. And nothing was coming out except yellow like bile. It oh was my disgusting. God. What and the fuck? Out of my mouth. And it fell into like the little cracks of the sidewalk. And like little, it went into a little tributary, whatever those things yeah. are called on the river. And yep. it's spreading out. People just walking by acting like they've seen this. Oh, God. I'm just like, <laughs> oh. Finally, this guy comes. He's like, okay, I'm going to wheel you to the front, sir. Like, okay, great. He's, and I'm not saying, oh, great. I'm like, okay, which hotel you stop? I'm staying at all star movies. Okay. Well, let's get ready. He goes to push you. Mind you, I'm dead weight. That fucking wheelchair was useless. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, 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 he's starting to push me in that heat. And it was kind of going upwards. Dude, I could hear this guy, like, probably in himself going, you fat fuck. Are you fucking kidding me? He was like this. Oh, no, oh, uh, like pushing me. Fucking oh, my God. Fucking literally, like, straining, like, for popping. He couldn't push. He's like, I think there's something wrong with this wheelchair. I'm like, um, no, nope, so- there's something wrong with the guy in it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're pushing me through, pushing me through. We get almost to the end. We go behind. Dahlia's like, Dad, can I just get Starbucks on, since I'm waiting? Like, go ahead. The guy's pushing me, pushing me. And he's like, I'll, I'll arrest you right here. Boom, hits a curb. I come out in front of Shut everybody. Up. Fall. Oh, fall. my God. Land on I, my elbows. I'm are you serious? Back. I'm like, don't pick me up. Don't move me. Something. I'm going to puke in front of everyone. Everyone's like, are you okay? They don't know if I'm like a fucking cripple. Why? I, I was like, or if you're shit faced. 
<laughs> I'll be fine. I'll be fine. He's like, listen, let me just get you a new wheelchair. I'm like, what am I going to do in the meantime? He's like, all right, let me see you here. I'll get you a new wheelchair. He gets me. He what are gets you just me fucking laying there on the sidewalk like a fucking corpse? <laughs> gets me a new wheelchair. This is after 15 minutes and Talia comes back. Finally, the new wheelchair is better. I don't hear him like dying, pushing me anymore. It is the wheelchair was bad. One of the wheels. So he pushes me to the front. I get to the bus. I'm waiting for the bus to come. Finally, the bus shows up. I'm like, how the fuck am I getting in this bus? I'm going to puke again if I move. Oh, no. Somehow they got me up and I want and landed in the bus. That bus ride home, which is about 15 minutes, 20 minutes, because yep. it's like yep. the furthest part of Magic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. When I got there, like, like, I was fine, fine, fine. Two minutes, just as I'm entering, like, all-star movies, I'm like, oh, no, here we go. I'm like, I can't puke on this bus. I can't do it. Please, no, no, no. Swallowing puke, swallowing puke. Finally, they open the bus up. I literally rip off my mask. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Barfarama. People are like, ah! Oh, somehow that last puke cleaned my system enough that I could walk back to my room and I crashed. Woke up later on that evening. I was fine. But yeah, that was Disney. Oh, my God. And that not only is that a spectacular story. Welcome new listeners to uh, Shout It Out Loudcast. (laughs) Dude, this shit only happens to me. I'm telling you. I was so violently ill. I'm telling you right now. I have been on a trip with you before. We are going up. Like, I don't get sick on a plane. What what I'm saying is that something always happens, which is why the kiss cruise is just God knows what the fuck is going to happen on that thing. Did you hear about Zeus and Paul Stanley getting into a fight on the fucking main stage? It's unbelievable, but wow. Just nothing moves. Oh, by the way, on the plane ride home, the, uh, like after waiting for a half an hour, like why isn't the plane taking off? Just fucking puttering around. He's like, uh, this is your pilot. Uh, I'm hearing a strange noise. So I'm going to pull over here and see if they can fix it. And if not, we'll have to evacuate and get a new plane. But maybe they can fix it. We'll see. What? Like, what the fuck is that? What did he say? He hears a strange noise. I don't know if I want to be on this plane and you, uh, what's fucking some mechanic and they hit something with a wrench and just fly off. So he evacuated, deplaned. We evacuated, waited for three more hours, got back on the plane. Then when the plane finally landed, as I was texting to you, Oh, yeah. And uh, they wouldn't let us get off. Uh, I know we landed and uh, the fasten seatbelt light is off, but uh, can everyone just please remain in their seats for a few minutes? Why? Uh, just <laughs> why? And I could see because I was in the f- kind of like top seven rows that there was like four cops in the front nice. waiting to come on board. Half an hour, 40 minutes later, they let they let us out. And as soon as we were walking by, four fucking cops come running in. I don't know. They cuffed and stuffed somebody. Somebody wow. was pulling shit. So yeah, that was uh, Disney. Good action. Good. Has your daughter has your daughter forgiven you for the scene you caused oh, at Magic Kingdom? This before with her. Uh, I remember when she oh. was like six or seven. There was one of those, you know, those pop up fucking. Oh look, in the town of Framingham, there's yeah. a 
there's a fucking circus. I went on one of those that just went around and kind of went up in a, like a rocket ship. And yep. I had her with me. She was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know the thing was going to stop halfway and then go backwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I got off that fucking thing. I didn't know where it was. I thought I was going to puke. It's a fucking small town park. I'm like, don't leave. I had my daughter with me alone. I'm like, I was like, I'm going to throw up, but just give me your hand. Just stay next to me. She's like, ah. Oh, (laughs) my God, dude. What the? (laughs) Serves you. And imagine that. That was only Space Mountain. Yeah. Which is a pretty tame ride for Disney. That's what I hear. How is that tame? Because you haven't been because you haven't been on the other shit they got there. Going no fucking thanks. No thanks. Anyways, um, that's that's this week. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next time. Zeus's 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 podcast. Yeah, take a trip with me featuring Zeus. (laughs) 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 You want punishment? Go on Space Mountain with me for a ride. And being the next cart next to me, dude, I don't know what, what's worse, being in the next cart next to you or being the poor fuck where to push the wheelchair up the hill with you in it. <laughs> the poor guy with the hazmat suit would puke all over him. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's a fun times. So let me oh, tell you. God almighty. It's going to be, that kind, of, it's gonna be that kind of episode. Yeah, I'm back to reality. I'm excited to talk about Kiss because I was thinking about this while I was in Florida recuperating. Nice. So I'm excited about this episode. But usually what we do, we go back to the previous episode and, dis- and discuss the polls first. So, Tom, want to start this, start us off with that? Yes. So last week we talked about the kind of a random tour known as the hottest show on Earth tour. Uh, supporting Sonic Boom that took place in 2010, 2011. Uh, and there were a couple songs that were featured on that tour uh, that were not featured on End of the Road Tour or that are not featured on End of the Road Tour. So the poll was, which one of these from Hottest Show on Earth would you like to see on End of the Road? And the options were Firehouse, Modern Day Delilah, and I'm an Animal. No surprises here. Probably the most predictable poll we've ever done. Firehouse runs away with it with 66%. Modern day Delilah put up a little fight and I'm an animal with 2%. And I swear to God, those people had to have just been trolling. Um, so uh, it, our, our good friend Fritz von Bufu took a screenshot because at one point I'm an animal actually had 0% for a really long time. And then some people were like, oh, come on. I'm an animal. Isn't that bad? Uh, it's that bad, especially when you put it up against Firehouse and modern day Delilah. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of comments there on that one. It was pretty I mean, it was it was pretty easy to to kind of determine what was going to be that. But I'll be honest with you, between Firehouse and modern day Delilah, I'm surprised they don't play either one of them. I'm surprised that Say Yeah is kind of the pick from Sonic Boom on that tour. But it's a good song, too. And then some episode specific comments for talking about the, the actual episode. Our buddy Costa, great show again. I was dying with your ideas about Paul's yard sale. <laughs> so I came up with these kiss items to bring in some cash. <laughs> A, the rope from Tears Are Falling, sound by signed by Tarzan. B, the trapeze from You Make Me Rock Hard with a Cirque du Soleil tag. And C, the rock bottom jar from his yard, which includes a guitar pick. Okay, thanks. Uh, Lee Bruton, I I did four shows in the UK, highs and lows. Manchester and Birmingham were great. Liverpool was half full at best. The arena closed off the top deck, but this show was added late. London was all right, but at this point, I was a little fatigued with seeing the same kiss. Yes. Steve, our buddy, he said he saw the Sonic Boom over Europe tour. Identical set list. Wasn't the best. 
Yeah, he had a couple things to say. Then he posted he posted a picture of Gene in the sombrero. We talked about that. <laughs> Dave Kinney, super fan. Uh, he says this was cool. He was in makeup the entire time, took the time to give me estimates on the current tour. So this is him. He posted a picture of him with the band. Um, and I think that may be from it looks like it's from the backstage awesome. of the uh, hottest show on Earth tour. So that's pretty awesome. Um, he was at a show in uh in uh, Wyoming. So pretty cool stuff there. So yeah, a lot of people had a lot, lot to say about this tour. We had we got a ton of emails, which we're eventually gonna get to. I know yep. Zeus is gonna Zeus is gonna cover some Facebook stuff, and then you guys overwhelmed us with emails, which is awesome. And we're gonna get to those. Absolutely. So over on our loudcasters page. Jeff Wyatt said he was a great show, and Graham Ritchie said you couldn't. Couldn't you find a more colorful poster, Tom? I know, huh? <laughs> I like the poster; it was nice. Although someone did try to tell us that a lot of those photos weren't from that tour, and then, like we got that from Kiss themselves. Said yeah, that, that that picture is actually from a puzzle that was released in support of that. Now, looking at it again. This is kind of funny because I was going to bring this up. Looking at it again, it does look like there's one or two pictures that may be from the Monster Tour. Yeah, which is kind yep. of which is which is kind of interesting. But I'll tell you, it didn't even bother me that people said that. I was just impressed that people are like, "No, that's wrong, wrong tour." Like you know that that they have that kind of look. But yeah, yeah what are you going to do? It was it was a Kiss product, so it is what it is. Yeah, Brad Rustoven. Great recap of an odd time for the band in its touring cycle. When Sonic Boom was released, they just started the North American leg of the Alive 35 tour. They played songs from Sonic Boom on that tour that ran from late September through early December 2019, 2009. Excuse me. The Sonic Boom Over Europe tour took place May through June 10, 2010. Then they were back in North America for the Hottest Show on Earth tour, late summer, early fall 2010. All these tours should have simply been under the Sonic Boom Tour moniker. Yeah, yep. but for us and have fun with these episodes and more episode titles, we call this one the hottest show on earth. Yep. Just like we did this the 76, right? The Spirit yep. of 76 tour. Technically, could is that the Destroyer tour? Right. Or Rock and Roll Over? We called that leg of the tour. We went with that. Yep. Um and then he just went on to talk about how he saw the them at the amphitheater outside Detroit, and it was a good show. I'm surprised you guys didn't talk about the new entrance effect they used for both uh, both tours. The band was raised over the drum set and lowered to the stage on a platform during the intro of Modern Day Delilah. Even though they stole this effect from an other artist, can't remember who, made maybe a boy band from that era. It was still cool to see them do something different. I agree with your comments on I'm an Animal. It was a total shit show. Tom, you called it. That in a hundred thousand years back to back was brutal. Disagree <laughs> with both of you on your comments on Beth. This was when the whole band was standing at the front of the stage. They did it acoustically. I thought it was unique and cool. I believe this tour was the first time they had done this outside of the meet and greets. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Appreciate it as always, Brad. Uh, Kevin Jepson. Hey, guys, a real quick story about how the show went in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, you mentioned. Nice. It was a three-day festival with, yes, Corn and Dawkins was there, too. I love Dawkins Studio, but I've never heard a worse singer in my life than Don. <laughs> he is a lounge singer. Terrible. <laughs> they played the song The Hunter, and when they finished, Don said, who wants to hear The Hunter? <laughs> The band had to tell him they just played that song. Just awful. 
<laughs> would rather hear Paul croak for two hours, which he didn't, and they totally kicked ass that night. Oh, that's uh, awesome. David Cathy put up some Paul's toenails, uh, some <laughs> disgusting toenails. Oh, gross. I saw that. <laughs> Thanks, David. Yeah. Scott Wheeler, this tour was special for me. Took my daughter for the first time to see Kiss. I think she got the biggest kick out of people dressed as the band. Those are the kind of best memories you can find. Absolutely. That's awesome, Scott. Yep. Yep. Uh, Gerald Rosenberg, great job turning chicken shit topic into chicken salad. That's what we do. Yeah. I had absolutely no memory of this tour passing through. I bought the album strictly for completion purposes. But I couldn't name a single song from it aside from the two crappy singles. <laughs> I do remember wanting to place the Kiss Classic bonus CD oh. under an incoming train after hearing it. <laughs> Based on your review, I would have rather listened to Kissel croon Happy Anniversary <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> I was beyond checked out of seeing them live at this point. I'm an admitted member of the Ace Cult. So at this time, seeing Tommy dressed up as Jen Dell's favorite son was sacrilege. I was more willing to tolerate Eric Singer as the copycat due oh, to his, nice. in my opinion, superior drum skills and previous stint in the band. But you nailed it when you compared color <laughs> cousin Oliver to Eric the Kitten. I mean, cat. When I first saw him in the makeup, I thought he looked like a child dressed up on Halloween after getting a bad haircut. He does. I will admit to seeing them with Peter and Tommy during the Remember the Farewell tour we had a few years ago. Well, never mind that shit. Here comes Aerosmith tour. I have a shirt from that tour and it's been collecting dust since I bought it. I contemplated stapling a picture of Ace's head on Tommy's, but I was out of the staples at the time. I never actually wore the shirt, being that it wasn't true size, and I was a little fat in the ass. Okay, (laughs) you're starting to get on my case now. I'll see you later. Nice. Oh, my God. Beautiful. (laughs) Kissel's happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Ryan Michael Scott. Currently listen to the episode. Googled the show and saw this. Apparently, the tour book cover, someone tried to make Eric not look 10 years old and have yep. him Photoshop standing on a drum. Ha, ha, ha. And he has the picture of him. He posted the picture. Yeah, it's yeah. painful. Yep. Uh, and then that guy, Tom, is the one who was trying to tell us, didn't, that the show, those pictures weren't from there. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's see. I, Mike. Mick Watkins. I saw this tour in Indianapolis, August 9, 2010. I was probably one of the best. It was probably one of the best kiss concerts I've seen. It was nice to see them with a new stage, new costumes, promoting a new album. Modern day Delilah say, yeah, crazy, crazy nights were all killer additions to the set. I'm an animal was cool, but I wish they would have played. Yes. I know nobody's perfect or hot and cold instead. Really enjoyed the episodes. I haven't listened in a while, but here lately I've been hooked again. Keep it up, fuckos. All right. Okay. Keep it up, fuckos. I'll take that, I guess. (laughs) Apparently we will. Over on YouTube. (laughs) YouTube. Devin Dungan, great episode, guys. Marty White, the mystery of the missing comment. I figured you guys took it down because he made fun of that zucchini fellow. Speaking of him. Tom had the square above his on the Godfather show. Why didn't he bring meatballs to pass down to him? Oh, Jesus. Back to the mystery. 
We'll have to call in the Scooby-Doo team to help. Maybe Scoob- Scooby will invite his nephew, Scrappy Singer-Doo. Maybe he'll show up in that awesome costume he wore in Dubai since he dressed like a kid in gym class that night. I'm surprised <laughs> Paul didn't make him wear his Pumas. Hmm. Pandemic Paul, Pantene Paul, and now Puma Paul. These alternative names are fun. How about pre-recorded Paul? Oh, shit. Yikes. Yikes. That's rough. rough. Mr. Antonio, 2005. Wow. What are the odds that Pandemic Prosciutto Paul and Stark Market Gino actually have Ayatollah Chris Cola and my (laughs) fiancé, Eck Fraley, back for a guest appearance on the end of the road tour? I say 50 to 1 odds. Bruce Kulik, 25 to 1 odds. Vinny, a million to 1. P.S. Would love hits to get released on vinyl one day. Keep up the great podcast, guys. Really enjoy your stuff. That That's a good one. Thank you. Ayatollah Chris Cola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. All oh. right, Tom. Let's hit those. Uh, let's hit those um, emails. I got the first couple ones here. Now, okay. Jim Ballantine here uh, talked about, I think this is the, uh, the uh, argument episode we did, right? Yes, the one with the the short video with uh, between Saint Paul Sinner. and Gene. Yes, yep. Uh, hey guys, just came up on your podcast. Really like it. The ninety four clip from Dick Clark's was from Dick Clark's Golden Greats when they asked the same question to a bunch of different music music people, and they intertwined it all together. So that's what they had to redo the questions. I have the original broadcast of that too. I think still in my archives. I've been a fan since nineteen seventy seven. I've been collecting bootlegs since 1984. I have so much KISS knowledge. It's truly pathetic. (laughs) It's never pathetic. Come on, Jim. Great podcast. Jim from Youngstown, Ohio. Nice, Jim. Thank you. Thank thank you. you. You, Excellent. (laughs) But he's like, he's like a man, like, uh, like, uh, like, just like us, like into KISS, collecting shit. Yeah, and, and no, and having some self-deprecating humor about it at least. That's that's true. That's true. Yep, guys, you. This is on the Eddie Trunk episode. Guys, you killed it with this interview. Discussion was fantastic. Great insights and stories from Eddie. I was on the fence about him before, but I respect him more now. Really well done. And that's from Danny Pooney. Yes, the better looking, smarter, and more talented Pooney. Oh, who we're going to be hanging out with uh, a lot, a lot on that cruise. Get ready! And I don't know if he's going to be going on that cruise after he heard my episode. What this episode, Tom, describing what happens to me when I get sick. That's true too. Um, this is Kiss Setlist, Graham Richley. Hi guys, I enjoyed the latest episode, hottest show on Earth. Tour. Admire your ability to make such a bland topic listen worthy. As not much can be said for a tour where the highlight is. I'm an animal being played live. Exactly. Don't know, don't know why Gene didn't opt for Russian roulette or yes, I know nobody's perfect. Both songs better for me. Anyway, the discussion made me realize how much adding the big screens that impacted the song choices on the Kiss tours. Up until that point, Kiss used to mix things up more in terms of different tracks. But it appears that the coordination of the images in Pyro has meant that each conscience is now choreographed within an inch of its life, meaning the ability to switch songs in and out is almost non-existent. I know Ace complained about this in his later days in the band, that it's almost a production line of Kiss song 
with zero spontaneity. It is very reminiscent of a Broadway show than a true rock concert. Contrasted to the early days where Kiss would have a few set stunts, blood, fire, smoke, guitar throughout the show, but the rest of it was the music being the focal point. It seems no surprise to me that the top Kiss concerts and experience have all been when they haven't been big screens in Pyro. The Cub shows they play here in Sydney with the deep cut set list to die for. The intimate concerts on the Kiss Cruise where they throw in many classics. And the acoustic sets I've been at meet and greets. Then they are musicians and entertainers, not playing parts in Kiss the Musical. Mm-hmm. I guess they figured out the freedom less screens and choreographed pyro would allow them to mix up the set list is not worth it in terms of dollars coming in. And their unique selling point has now become the show. This does not allow for the ability of the band to do vocal justice to many of the songs we still clamor to hear. Sorry if I'm blindingly obvious, but it really hit me home when you two discussed the introduction of the screens on this week's show. Keep doing what you are doing. It really means a lot to the Kiss fans. Cheers, Graham. Excellent point. Graham, he is right. The, he's right. And we brought that up way back early on when, when we were talking about the end of the road tour. We said that it's it's perfectly scripted, perfectly choreographed, and he's right. It's like a Broadway show. The production is so precise that there is no room for spontaneity and there's no room for to switch up songs. He's right. Yeah. It's a great it's a great email. What do you mean? What do you mean we have to change this? Uh you lost the backing track for this. Yeah. Or the right. click track. Like yeah. what do we do? Yep. You plug in and you fucking play. It's true. Ugh. Yep. Great, great points, Graham. Thank you, buddy. Gary Cap, hottest tour on earth podcast. Great show, guys. I went to the two shows on that tour, Buffalo and Verona. Verona is a turning stone casino outside of Syracuse. Did I pronounce Verona correctly? Yes. It's a Verona. Uh, yep. And a small venue, and it was only half full. Ooh. The disappointment of this tour was the stage, which was blah on the set list. In my opinion, they should have added When Lightning Strikes for Tommy. Great song. All in the name of rock and roll for Eric. Horrible but- song. I, I that was coming. <laughs> Kept in modern day Delilah and I'm an animal removed Beth and shock me. They each would have a member have a song from Sonic Boom. Excellent point. I like that theory. You got a new album, four songs, four fucking people singing. Now, Tommy, we're, we're out with the old, in with the new. You are the spaceman, but you're yep. not going to sing Shock Me. Sing a song off that album. Yep. You're Agreed. Band now that makes a lot of sense. This is yeah. why I love our. Li- uh, this is why I love our listeners. But br- they just point. make awesome points. Great points. Yep. Yeah, Gary and um, Graham and Graham back yep. to back. Great points. Yep. Um, Mark Demore on Eddie Trunk. Comment and question after listening to your ep- great episode with Eddie Trunk. Very happy to hear Eddie's comments in response to your thoughts about my favorite band, Def Leppard. And whether they're using any help during live shows. I don't know anyone in the band like Eddie does, but I've gotten to know Joe Elliott a little bit over the last 10 to 12 years or so. And while I was comfortable that I knew the truth about this, it was nice to hear what Eddie had to say backing it up. Uh, number two, the first question on my mind is I, when I saw you got Eddie on as a guest, either on or off the air discussion leading up to did Stuart ever get caught up i know we got this question uh, last week and we kind of answered it we addressed we're not gonna sit there and tell him hey uh do you know uh we like to call you steward on the show like come on it's 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 beyond disrespectful to say it to him and have him come on um we're we're a little bit past that now if he acts like Stuart a little bit later on we'll call him on that that's fine but we're not gonna do that to him come on just 
But I do appreciate the question, Mark. Uh, And he does say, regardless of how it went down, congrats on one hell of an episode. So thank you, Mark. Uh, I appreciate the comments, buddy. Yep. Uh, Over on John Avery. Hey, Zeus and Tom. This is John, a.k.a. moving on. 260850. That's our buddy. (laughs) That's our buddy. That's right. Uh, thanks for asking my making the, my question. The question of the week totally made my day. I was walking out of I was out for a walk in Tewksbury yeah. listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on the question. Now, he says, I was lucky enough to have a friend who could turn the tracks from Kissology DVDs to audio form. Nice. So I have those shows on my iPod for years. I know you mentioned the possibility of the Detroit Union show and the Australian 1980 legs as candidates, which, of course, are on there. Because of that, if they do soundboard series, I would love to hear those shows that I've never heard of have. So for me, it would be the Dinosaur Tour, the full 1983 show in Rio, and maybe a show from Creatures or Lick It Up or a Mark St. John show or a monster show. Well, there's very, very few and far between those Mark St. John ones. Right. What would be really awesome if they put some of the shows they have done on the Kiss Cruise over the years? Yeah, our buddy, uh, Mr. Uh, Joey uh, Cassida. He's been talking about that for a while too. He's, you know, and it's right. I don't know why they don't just put that as a series. That will sell out like, like hotcakes to have the kiss acoustic sets. No one really yep. cares about the, really the indoor shows as much as the acoustic ones. Mm-hmm. Not that they wouldn't, they, I should take that back. They would care, but not as much because the acoustic ones played a lot more of the um, rarities, yep. especially the ones with the deep cuts. Um, Tom, I know that you collect vinyl, so I can understand why you would love to have Detroit show or Winterland show even show up. Thoughts on this week's episode? I saw the first leg of Sonic Boom Tour at the Garden. I think it was a Tuesday night. Upper Deck was pretty empty. Great show, though. I got one of those instant CDs from that night, so I listened Mm -hmm. to it now and then. Love that set list. Now, it's interesting he says that. We had the Rock the Nation one. Yes, and I know Sonic Boom over Europe. You could get those. Yep. I wasn't sure about it when they did the hottest show on Earth. If you can get those SCDs, and you look at the discography of Kiss, I don't think they really mentioned that. They, they mentioned don't. Sonic Boom over Europe as a kind of a live part of their discography, but yep, I don't yep. know. Uh, opening with King of the Nighttime World was really cool. When did they do that? When did they do when that? Did they that? That's insane. Got to choose Delilah. Great new song. Hotter than hell. Dude, what's he talking about here? I stole your love. Come on and love me. Parasite. She, she were, you were some, you were some of the different song highlights other than the traditional deuce, 100,000 year DRC love gun and rocker all night. Um, I'm not how sure. The where fuck, he's going. How the fuck was that? His set list. Yeah. I don't know what he's talking about here. <laughs> then they would come back. The hottest show on earth tour, which you are right, would basically become the end of the road. T- I think he's saying oh, something. He's talking, a, he's talking about a different leg of the Sonic Boom Tour. Maybe what it was called the Sonic Boom Tour. I don't know, because that set list is crazy. Yeah, I didn't see that leg either. Part of the kiss has been there, done that attitude for me. I would go on to see the Monster Tour at the Meadowbrook in Guilford, 
Man, Paul sounded rough that night. Oof. Because of that, I have no problem with the extra help on the end of the road tour. Curiously, if they play Mansfield in August, part of me thinks they don't want to start up the tour randomly like this, and they'll want to start fresh for their overseas dates. Zeus, hope you had a fun ta- uh, phenomenal time in Disney. Well, you just heard what kind of a time I had. I just think it's really cool how your show's taken off to such phenomenal heights, especially since we're all from the area. Makes me very proud. Thank you for what you do, and I appreciate your efforts. Best, John. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Great stuff. Thank you, John. Much appreciated, buddy. 617-085. There it is. Right? Yeah. Uh, all right. James Thompson. Hey, guys. I've become a listener to your show within the past month with the latest episode, Eddie Trunk and Y2J. It's been good time to come on board. You mentioned that neither of you saw the hottest on show on Earth tour, but couldn't specifically remember why. Then you kind of touched on it and made me remember why I didn't see it either. For me, it came down to the set list. For years, we've been fed that bullshit that they couldn't play anything out of the ordinary because Ace and Peter didn't know how to play it. Well, Ace and Peter were long gone at this point. The band varied a few songs in and out of the 2004 tour, which was cool, but there was never anything shocking or surprising. Yeah, you might get Making Love or Psycho Circus or Come On and Love Me, but you're never going to get Exciter or Oath or Thrills in the Night. Never. Fuck. Excellent point, James. Excellent point. But by 2010, we were even getting interchangeable songs. It's the same shit every night in the exact same order. I never got Sonic Boom because I try not to shop at Walmart. Even back then, I wasn't listening to a whole lot of physical CDs. Hell, MP3s were around in the 90s. So in 2010, I really cared to hear two, three songs from a live, from a disc I've never heard. Every tour, Gene and Paul promised the biggest show, songs from their whole career, things we've never seen before. But inevitably, we'd be hearing how it's so hot that we'd have to call the fucking firehouse for the 13 million time. He's right. After 15 years of that, I didn't want the firehouse. I wanted, I've had enough into the fire. I knew I wouldn't be getting it. Also, if we're being honest, the last time Paul's voice sounded great was in 2004 tour with an honorable mention given to his 2006 Live to Win tour. And remember reading the early reviews of Sonic Boom shows and people were commenting how he sounded. So in summary, I now remember not wanting to pay $150 to sit in average seats to hear Paul struggle through the same songs I've heard since Bill Clinton was president. <laughs> Love the show, uh, fellas. Keep up the good work. Jim in Ohio. Nice. That's awesome. Jim- Thanks, buddy. Good stuff. Yeah, and I'm going to end it here with, this is like war and peace. I don't know if I can get through this. This is from Scott Rifen. Well, Scott's in the music, Scott's in the music biz. We'll give him credit for that. So this is, this is a great, you know, it's like a Rolling Stone article, but go ahead. All right. All right. Settle in. I have a lot to say about this week's episode, especially since you've asked for input from people who attended the show on earth tour as well. I did. And well, I did. One of the reasons I decided to go to the show, I hadn't seen the band since Paul and Steven can't get along tour in 2003. <laughs> I lived dead between Sa- Sa- uh, Savannah and Jacksonville, Florida. Both markets Kiss used to play now seldom do. So I have to travel to a number of hours to see them if I want to catch them. Unlike a couple podcasters I know, I enjoyed the hell out of Sonic Boom, was anxious to see them again. I was sick of waiting fruitlessly for them to come to either Jacksonville one hour away, Orlando, three and a half hours away. So I decided to go to Atlanta, five hours away to see the show. I developed a little theory on Ticket Buy when I saw P and S can't get a long tour. I kept logging to Ticketmaster's website. This is before you could just pick your seats from a seating chart and found 
and finding better and better tickets. Every time I found a pair of tickets I liked more, I bought them. But by the time the show came, I had like nine seats and I had to find people to foist them off on. All those seats were basically 20 or more rows out, but they kept getting closer and closer. Then a couple of days before the show, buddy called me and said he'd just gotten fifth row seats. So I went back to Ticketmaster saying, I'll be damned, a ninth row seat. I grabbed it, wanted to see how close up seats happened to be available all of a sudden this close to the show. I kept checking, never found another one, but hey, ninth row. Hadn't been this close to a kiss show since the day of fighting for you on the spot floor for with general admission ticket. After the show, I tried to figure out those seats came from. It finally hit me. They were holding back tickets in the front 10 rows for premium packages, meet and greets. Once they were in crunch time, any unsold tickets were probably dumped back into the Gen Pop for regular price. I decided to put this theory to the test on the hottest show on Earth tour in Atlanta. Told myself if I got seats in the first 10 rows, I'd take a couple of days off from work, drive to Atlanta, see the show. I checked Ticketmaster's site over and over, and finally the weekend before the show, my recollection is the show was on Tuesday, I snagged the fifth row seat. Jesus. My boss was pretty pissed I was taking time off. Not that he needed me for anything, but he wanted me to grow up and get over the whole Kiss Star Wars thing. They <laughs> trip anyway. One of the things you, you guys talked about on the cast was trying to figure out the reason for attendance being what it was on the tour. One of the factors I think you left out was they'd just gone around on Live 35 tour. In fact, they'd that's, been in Lance right. 10 months before the show, and the previous set list had two songs from Sonic Boom in it. So it was a de facto Sonic Boom tour. At the venue, I stopped by the merch table, picked out my shirt, bought a voucher for the recording of the show. No CDs. The show came out on thumb drive and it was loaded with live picks too. I remember. I remember that now. Yep, I remember uh, that. Okay, I can't say anything about the overnacks because I barely saw them. I had no interest in seeing them. I wanted the venue. I wandered into the venue, waiting for the show to start. I ran into some friends who had long since we chatted up for a bit. Also, by the way, a lot of grandparents with grandkids at the show. Yeah. I say most of the premium seats were grandparents with grandkids and me. Do you know how freaking hard it is to get them to throw you a pick when there are little kids everywhere? Kids, tons of picks. Me, zero. So <laughs> my take on the show from the fifth row, Gene's side of the stage, I like the stage fine. You don't, you guys don't quite get how far different smaller screens went. The coverage is pretty extensive along the side of the stage into the wings. The entrance was terrific. These are one of their better entrances. They came from behind the drum riser on a platform that swung them over the drums, deposited them on stage. It was different. Yeah, somebody just mentioned that earlier. Yep. yep. Love when they entered from the ceiling, farewell in the end of road tour. Love when they walk out of Leon's mouth, hot in the shade. And I like when they just rise from the stage, analyze Dynasty. But this was pretty epic. It was also the first time I'd seen them use the phony backstage footage on the screens before they came on. Mm-hmm. Where when at the forum, yeah, uh, exactly. I was a guest at their entrance. Paul was uh, contrapuntally bad. What we slowed down. We use small words on this show, Scott. <laughs> I had I had a feeling the voice was starting to go when the songs on "Live to Win" are mostly lower in register. Actually, before that, I noticed a certain rasp in his voice that hadn't been there on the recordings of where the lost ones go. He did with Sarah Brightman. I noticed more of the rasp on Sonic Boom, but I was unprepared, unprepared for just how bad he would be. The voice wasn't just scratchy and raspy. It was cracking throughout as well. When you guys read the quotes from him on the show about people not being able to do their jobs, and not only did it put a target on his back for the future, as Tom said, but it was pretty ballsy to say that at the moment, considering what he was delivering on stage. 
The mm-hmm. set list was fine. I liked the three songs from Sonic Boom, though having a no voice Paul hurt them. I was really excited to hear Crazy Crazy Nights again until I heard Paul sing. The show itself was a lot of fun. People I knew who were there weren't necessarily Kiss fans. Didn't seem to realize Paul's not supposed to sound that horrible. So that had going that he had that going for him, which is nice. All in all, though, I was glad to have made the trip to see them first time in seven years. It was the beginning of a run as I caught him in 2012 and 2013 as well. But that's a bunch of more stories for other days. And yes, I used my ticket buying methods for other shows too and had success. Oh, one more, one more thing. My mother-in-law moved in with us last fall. So I had to stick almost everything I've ever collected in a storage unit. But somehow, somewhere I have an audio visual industry magazine that had an article on the animations they incorporated into that tour, like war machine one and etc. I will swear the article, the article says they offer the company $150 for all the animation and the chance to put on their resume that they worked with kiss. Oh, that is so embarrassing. Please don't tell me that's true. And the company was stupid enough to do it. Oh, I, mean, I get that to host. Uh, I get that to host trivia for an hour. I mean, <laughs> talking my out of my ass, but I swear I have this article somewhere in storage. Anyways, always enjoy the shout it out loud cast. Nice. Joke Keep making me celebrate kiss Scott. Wow. Woo. That's quite an email. Thank you, my <laughs> friend. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So we got a couple more and then yes, we will get to the news and the topic. We're just catching up on a lot of stuff. This is what happens. We haven't recorded since last Monday and now it's Thursday. So we're catching up on a lot of stuff. Um, So this is an email from our buddy, Stevie flights. He's got a couple, he's got a podcast out there too. Good guy, very active on social media with doing all kinds of uh, little articles and polls and stuff. His title is Extreme Close-Up. Okay, first thing, I'm like you guys. This is the best Kiss Home video they have put out to date. But how many cliches can Paul Stanley put in an hour and a half? There should be a drinking game for it. It was like we pulled a slot machine and all the fruit lined up. Had to share my thoughts as I was listening to you guys and Murph talking about your college days in Episode 9. Keep up the good work, Stevie Flythe. All right, David Clark. uh, This is from the Hottest Show on Earth tour. Hey, fellas. First of all, I've thought for years that Eric Singer and the cat makeup reminded me of someone, but could never put my finger on it until now. Cousin Oliver, dude. I did a spit take with my drink on that. That's a second Cousin Oliver. Yep, I love that. Everybody loves the Cousin Oliver one. So I went to see Kiss on the 2010-11 tour at the Indiana State Fair. It was underwhelming, to say the least. The show really felt like Kiss was phoning it in on this one. Paul's voice was trashed, and I am a Paul guy, and he could barely sing anything or even do his typical stage banter by the end of the show. It was the first time I'd see Tommy and Eric in the makeup and having them sing, sing shock me and Beth was just weird. Didn't seem to fit. I get it. Them in the makeup, but why have them clearly sing an ACE song and a Peter song seems like a screw you to ACE and Peter and the fans. In my opinion, last, I think they actually had the fans sing the national anthem or say the pledge of allegiance or something. Fine. I get that. They want to support the wounded warrior project. Cool. But settle down, patriotic Paul. <laughs> it could be in the running for the least metal thing they've done. We've been there when they've done that. They did that on the on the uh, Freedom to Rock tour. Honestly, the best songs for me were Modern Day Delilah, which I don't necessarily love, but it was cool. And having Gene do the bass solo blood before I Love It Loud, at least it was a different approach. I walked out of the show thinking, well, Kiss will have to wrap it up after this tour. Totally felt like they jumped the shark. However, I've seen them on the end of the road tour and was pleasantly surprised. Much better show this time around. Keep up the great work, Tom and Zeus. This podcast is the highlight of my Monday mornings. Indiana fan, David C. Uh, I'm going to save this email for last because this particular person may be 
uh, comment of the week. We'll get to them. A rare email from a female, Kathleen Limber. This is so, are we going to have to come up with like a female? Like, <laughs> I, I uh, don't know. This, this, is, this is a great email because it has absolutely nothing to do with anything. I love it. Gene's Psychedelic 78 Solo. That's the title of the email. I recently revisited Gene's Solo since I just recently found this podcast. I have found that I love it. It took me on a trip, a peek into a rock star's life. Ironically, it's the most psychedelic of the solo albums. I would imagine it would go well once an edible kicks in. Of course, as a Beatles influence, Gene loved them. When I was younger, I didn't get it, but now it really was an enjoyable listen. Thanks for the great work you both do on this podcast. Keep on trucking, Moonjack. All right. That's a good song by Eddie Kendricks. Okay. Uh, Our buddy Nicholas Gratton. Hey, guys, been a huge fan of the podcast since episode 10. 10? What about the first nine, Nicholas? Come on, dude. Love all the stuff you do. It's been great seeing everything you've been able to do in such a short time. It was great to hear you talk about a tour that I had attended. However, I feel as though you didn't do enough research into the tour. Well, that's okay, because neither one of us went to it. So while the stage did look basic, the intro I felt was unique. Yep, we talked about that. He talks about them coming from the ceilings and going up over the thing. Um, as far as a set list goes, having Crazy Nights was a big deal at the time. They hadn't played the song since the Hot in the Shade tour. They also hadn't had Eric sing Beth much, if at all, before this. It was played acoustic with all four members and Eric moving around the stage while singing. The drum and guitar solos were done together after Shock Me, so 100,000 Years was not as much as a slog either and had no 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 drum solo. Um, well, this is interesting. The biggest bit of info you left out, although the, the, though, was the fact that with any lawn ticket, you could bring up to four children to the show for free. Okay, Nicholas, with all due respect, how the fuck would we know that doing an episode on the tour? I was able to bring my 11 and six year old sisters to the first ever show as I was 20 at this time. That was a pretty cool thing to be able to do. We went fully decked out in makeup and had a blast. Thanks for putting on a great show as always. Fuckos, Nick Gratton, Nick. Thanks buddy. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm teasing you, but some of these things, this is exactly why we wanted you guys to reach out to us and tell us your experiences because this is not a very famous tour and stats and details like you guys are providing us were not readily available. So we appreciate the little tidbits that you've given us. So thank you, Nicholas. And we got another one here from RBTE podcast right between the eyes. Hello guys. Been listening for a few months now. And just have to say, I've been enjoying every minute as our show is not up and running yet. I thought I'd share some information with you about this tour as I did see it. My wife and I saw this tour on September 11, 2010 in Clarkston, Michigan, but I digress. Uh, oh no. He says Michigan sucks. I digress. This is our second show. My ninth. Her first was the last night at Cobo Hall on the Alive 35 tour, September 26th. At that show, they did play Modern Day Delilah as Sonic Boom was going to release in just a few weeks later. The reason I mention all this is the two hours would have kind of meld into one another. Actually, all three hours. Alive 35, Sonic Boom over Europe, and the Hottest Show on Earth tour are actually all the same tour. Okay, I digressed again anyway. This was outdoor, like you said. They had the live CDs, wristbands available at the show. I have the CD MP3 from the night. Uh, this was also when they were sponsored by Dr. Pepper Cherry. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't know that. Oh, those gene commercials. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, yes. I remember that. Uh, at the show were large tractor trailers with the band plastered on them. You could go to 7-Eleven and get the cups. Yep, I remember that. Okay. Um, as much as I love Alive, I've been saying since The Rock the Nation was saying, give me something new, a new album, new members, my boy Eric pounding the skins in a new tour. I was pumped. Three new songs were on the set list, plus Crazy Nights, which I had never heard before the show. Beth, of which I got to say I liked. Again, never heard live, and being there, people seemed to like it, my wife especially. 
That was one she was hoping to hear and doesn't care about who sings what. She just wanted to hear what she knows. Exactly. Exactly. And Paul knows that. Uh, I got to hear Shock Me Live. I know it's not Ace, but damn, Tommy killed it. Plus, God gave rock and roll to you. So right there for me were seven newer songs that were not played just a year earlier on the Alive Same Old Set 35 tour. I left the show kind of excited. Not since Rock the Nation have I come away saying that was fun and heard songs I never heard or have not in a long time. Sad to know that Paul's voice was on the decline and I was thinking, oh my God, quit screaming at us, the crowd. You'll last longer if you don't do that. All in all, we had a blast and bought some merch. Uh, this sadly was my last show. We missed the last few due to uh, due to life and COVID stopped our end of the road show for us crossing fingers this September uh, back at Michigan. You guys put on a great show and I hope our show when it launches can be half as good as yours. Like Gene says, we have seen how the big boys do it. Maybe we can collaborate down the road when we get our feet wet. Take care. God bless. Keep rocking. Rob Myers, co-host of the Coming Soon, Right Between the Eyes podcast. Rob, thank you for the email. Congrats on getting your podcast started, and we wish you the best. Uh, that'll be awesome, and who knows what's going to happen down the road, my friend. So thank you for reaching out. We appreciate that very much. Uh, good yeah, stuff. good luck. Good luck yep. on the show, buddy. Absolutely. And our final email here is from Ray Farrow. Actually, this isn't our final email. I got one last one. Ray Farrow, hi, Tom and Zeus. Wanted to take a minute to say thanks for a great show on the Hottest Show on Earth tour. This tour was very special for me. I have seen Kiss on nearly every tour since my first one, which was Lick It Up in 1983. However, in the first half of the 2000s, I was on a self-imposed Kiss hiatus just from overall fatigue. While I'm a huge fan of all eras of the band, I think the non-makeup years are my favorite, with the Simmons-Stanley Kulik car lineup being the best. I was pissed that after the reunion tour, they chose to continue in makeup and not go back to the revenge lineup and sound. That, coupled with endless farewell tours, just led to burnout. When they announced the hottest show on earth tour would be stopping in Pittsburgh, I paid no mind. The night before the show, I had a change of heart. I decided to get online to see if tickets were still available. Apparently, they did a late release of additional tickets, and I was able to get third row right in front of Gene's mic stand. Although I had seen Kiss around 20 times, I had never seen them this close. These seats allow me to be completely immersed in the Kiss experience, from getting hit with Gene blood spatters to feeling the heat from every flash pot. Bands sounded as good as they have ever had. They looked great, and the set list was a nice mix, especially for someone who hadn't seen them in many years. At the time, I only knew modern-day Delilah from Sonic Boom and thought their choice to open with it, with it was great. The other new songs, Say Yeah and I'm an Animal, were great as well and caused me to buy Sonic Boom the next day. Seriously, I'm an Animal was great live, and I still dig it to this day. Even Beth on that tour was cool. It was the four of them standing around Eric while the band picked the song on guitar. No fake piano, just a really great performance. The experience of seeing this show from such a close vantage point reignited my love for the band and led me to accept that this version of Kiss is as good, if not better, than any other lineup. Thank you guys for bringing back these great memories and also being a part of my continued love of the band. Sincerely, Ray Farrow. And then he sh actually shared some really amazing picks, like third row picks. Great yep. stuff, Ray. Awesome. Thank you so much, buddy. Really, really appreciate that. Um, and we are going to close out our emails with this one. Newcomer to the show, Brian Bunsley. God, forgive me for mispronouncing that. I know how it is to have your name mispronounced. Tom and Zeus. I am a relative newcomer to your podcast, having discovered it a few months back. And since I have been trying to catch up on it, listening whenever possible. It's one of the most interesting and hilarious podcasts I have ever heard. You guys kill me with the movie references, but what gets me in particular is the Jerky Boys references. You do, huh? Very proud of you. That's very nice. 
I've heard the snippets you've played of the poor old woman listening to Star, Star. Rosenberg talk about the nudist camp dozens of times now and it never gets old. The way the two of you guys converse, it's clear you have a great rapport that only comes from knowing each other over a long time. One of my good friends recently passed away suddenly, and we used to talk just like you guys do, specifically quoting these exact Jerky Boys calls, so this is a pleasant reminder of him when I listen. I'm sorry to hear that, Brian. God bless. On a less serious note, would you ever consider doing an episode reviewing one of the Jerky Boys albums? (laughs) Jerky Boys 2, please. I'm specifically interested in trying to uncover what exactly piss clams are. Hi, is is Jim around? That question eats away at me late at night, much like the fishes eat away at Star when they tie him to the pier at night for high tide. And they always would abuse me and and throw me down and and rub sand on my assy nipples. And they used to hurt me bad and tie me to the pier and let like the fishes eat at me and whatnot. Thanks for the hours of hilarious shows and keep it up, guys. Peace out, Girl Scout Brian from Madison, Wisconsin. And Brian... You, the fan, are the comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. (laughs) Thank you for that, Brian. Yeah, and Brian, piss clams are basically those Ipswich clams. They are really called piss clams. It's like yep. their nickname. Yep. So they really do exist. But yeah, so one of the things I want to add is in uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a, a favorite bozo friend of ours was joking about us being like, I was an hour into your show and you guys are still doing feedback. Uh, yeah, we're about an hour <laughs> into our show doing feedback. As Tom mentioned, we didn't get a chance to do it last time because we recorded on Monday. So a lot of the feedback is, uh, you know, should have been from previous episodes, but we had to do our episode early last week. So we think, and this is our opinion, this is how we do our show. We feel that when we do these feedback, it's another way of people interacting with the show. It's, It's great me and Tom are talking, you guys listen to us. But when we add your feedback in, it's almost like a group conversation a group text about the topic and we're all just throwing these ideas out and you get to hear it. So, you know, there's some criticisms in there of us. We don't have a problem with that, but there's a lot of fun comments and they're funny stuff. And we want you guys to be part of the show. Now, if it ever gets too overwhelming, we'd have to cut back right now. We don't think it's too bad. And the only reason it went a little longer today is because we recorded earlier the previous week. So that's why we do the feedback. We think it's another way to keep that previous episode discussion going. And uh, you know what? I'll be honest with you. It's fun. Yeah. And this one was a different, this one was unique. We, we, we always get great emails from you guys, but this was a particular episode that, that garnered a lot of incoming email. As we read with you guys sharing your experiences from a tour that miraculously, neither one of us went to. So yeah. you guys sharing some actual experiences, I think added to it, like Zeus said, and, that, and that's part of the show and it always has been. And we love the feedback and we enjoy reading it and it is part of the show. I mean, yeah, we have a topic this week. We're going to get to it, but Feedback is always part of the show. So we just yeah. wanted to clarify that. We know we spent nope. some time on it, but that's the show. No one says you have to listen to our show on one commute. You can pause it and Absolutely. come back to it. Yep. That's it. 
Yep. So, Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Uh, Tom, we usually go into Kiss World next, but I also want to talk and give a shout out to our Patreon fans out there and those that are part of our Patreon family. We always like to give them a shout out and appreciate them for being involved. Now, Patreon is a way you can help and contribute to the show. Uh, You can find that on the Patreon app or Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Or in the episode notes at the end, we always throw that out there. It's always there at the end of the episode notes. When you look at our podcast, there are links to things like our email, our our Facebook page, our Twitter. And there's a link to our Patreon account. Uh, if you want to uh, and are able to contribute and help the show out, great. If you want to find out more information, take a look at it and see if there's anything you are uh, interested in. And uh, anything that you do is always appreciated. We have a fun little group there together right now with Patreon, and uh, we enjoy them, and they uh, are a big part of the show's success. So we want to always tip our hat and give them a big shout-out. So thank you guys, and we appreciate you very much. Absolutely. We say this every week. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate the support more than you guys know. And uh, as Zeus said, the Patreon family is growing every week, so please check it out. And uh, if it's something you're interested, join the family. Please do. And as far as Kiss World is con- con- uh, considered here, so as we said last week, last week we recorded very early. So we're going to talk about the big story that came out late last week or after we recorded. And that is that A&E is doing a two-night biography on Kiss. Uh, it's going to be on June 27th and June 28th. Uh, this is kind of a big deal. Uh, it's produced by some the same person that produced Gene Simmons' Family Jewels for A&E. Uh, And it covers the decades the band's been together with, of course, focus on Paul and Gene. Uh, It includes uh, interviews with current members of Tommy Thayer, uh, Eric Singer, manager Doc McGee, producer Bob Ezrin, as well as Kiss fans like Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. Um, So, yeah, this is a this is a big deal. Uh, And also as part of that, um, Kiss is also going to be 
performing in live in concert at the Tribeca Film Festival uh, following a screening of this documentary. Um, so that's kind of a cool little twofer. It looks like the location hasn't exactly been uh, revealed where they're going to be performing as of the time that we're recording this episode. So there's a lot of stuff going on in Kiss World with that. Um, and related to that, there was some Twitter activity here. So Gene Simmons posted something about this and somebody came at him and says, how do you produce a documentary about kiss and not interview Ace and Peter? That doesn't make any sense. So Gene retweeted. And of course the, the way that Gene can do it. Step one, you do the decent thing and invite everyone to be in the documentary. Step two, they decline to be in the documentary. So you respectfully move on and do it anyway. See, so then we retweeted Gene's retweet, and we said, so he's admitting Peter and Ace were asked to be part of this, and they both declined. Then it gets interesting, because then Eddie Trunk retweeted us and said, I know for a fact both Peter and Ace were asked to be in this. I know Ace passed because he was worried about the narrative and wasn't being given any control or approval of how he came off. No idea on Vinnie Vincent producer contacted me more than once about ace so zeus what do you think about that whole little drama right there yeah it, it, what happened later on in the in the in that whole conversation they brought up um the eagles how they did it yep literally it, the history of the eagles documentary i love it it's one of my favorites out there they had people and like they hate each other and they've yep. been they they sued I'm sorry, Vinnie Vincent suing over fucking royalties from Lick It Up is nothing compared to the money involved between Don Felder and the Eagles. Don Felder from the Eagles, he came in after the third, well, the fourth album, but he performed a couple tracks on the third album. And they made him a full member. So it's like Mm -hmm. Eric Carr was given full membership into Kiss. Yep. They did it. They allowed him to become a full member. Well, think about the amount of money the Eagles have made on their album sales and their concerts, which are each like 150 bucks a seat. Yep. How much money is involved? They got sued over that stuff because they were like, yeah, I know we made you a partner, but uh, you don't fucking do half as much as we do, and we're better than you, so fuck off. Kind of like the Paul Stanley, uh, Peter Chris kind of mentality, which is interesting stuff. Because it is very similar to how Kiss, Don and Glenn run the Eagles like them, yep. like Paul and Gene. But the difference is like those, like, you know, Joe Walsh and them really contribute something, not as much as those two. Well, they had an agreement that they all get paid equally. And he's like, yeah, I know what that agreement says, but fuck you. You're not as good as us. And he felt as like, I don't care what you fucking say. It doesn't matter. I'm an equal partner. So they got sued for all that. They still put them in the documentary. They These guys hate each other. Don Henley calls him Mr. Felder. Mr. Felder uh, yep. thinks Mr. Felder. Glenn Fry comes off as the biggest asshole. I've, he doesn't give a flying fuck. Rest in peace. How much of an asshole he appears. And I love everybody in the band. But he looks like a complete prick. He didn't care. He put him on there. He laughed about how oh, he's a fucking loser. You fucking hell. You think you're going to be as good as me and Don Henley? Get the fuck out of here. I'm not paying you that much. No. Yeah. I don't care if you remember. You're not, you're not as good as us. Yeah. So, like, they didn't care. 
He still said, go ahead, give your best shots at me. The fans want to hear it. This is the Eagles. This is all our fucking dirty laundry right here. Let's do a documentary on it. Come on, Paul. Do you the think difference, Paul I, I, can I, handle that? I think, I think, can. I think one big difference. He can think, handle that fucking shit. I think one big difference here on this is that the Eagles, look, look we, we love Kiss, okay? But let's be serious. As, as you know, objective musical observers here, the Eagles catalog is light years ahead of the Kiss catalog in terms of worldwide popularity and adoration. Yeah, okay? yeah, they're the probably so, the so, selling artist uh, band of all time, right? And their music, the and, and, and their music can stand on its own and live on its own. I don't know if but anyways, they're and it can and, and it can and and the, and the drama of the band can survive without kind of overcoming the music. Kiss, on the other hand. The drama for that band is about as equal as its musical catalog for people that aren't diehards like us. Okay. And the bottom, what I'm trying to say is that right now, Kiss is in legacy mode. Paul and Gene are doing this biography to kind of plant the flag for the Kiss Army as, as a memorial to the band. And they do not want the dirty truth. They want all the positivity, all the glory, all the adoration. They want it to stand as a memorial for the band. And that's how they are. That's how but they are. Tom, but Tom, I don't agree with it. I don't agree no, with I it. I know, but like, no offense, but Glenn Fry and Don Henley are like critic darlings. Like, people love them. They do the fucking Walden Woods. Exactly. Their, their reputation and shit matters. Yes, like, it does. No one gives a fuck about Gene Simmons' reputation. That's my world. point. So, and, and, yet, and yet they were like, go ahead. Give, give your best shot against me. They don't give a fuck. Like they're they're willing to take it for the artistic part to pay. We put in all you all you want to hear about us. Here's the history of our band. But that's their my side, point. our side, everybody's side. They're willing to do it, and they have more credibility. The fuck, Gene. Like honestly, I do not believe Gene would give a fuck what Paul or I mean Peter. what Peter or Ace would say. I don't think he gives a fuck. You. It's all it's Paul. Paul. It's Paul, Paul doesn't want to hear. Paul's at that point where he's like, it's my band. Yes. I'm not going to put anything out. Why would I put something out in my name that look, makes me look bad? Fuck that. That's, That's exactly what Paul's true. Okay, That's exactly right. Those guys are gazillionaires. They don't need to. And they still said, fuck you. It's for the fans. You want to know about the history of this band? Here it is. We're all alive and we're all going to put this out there. That's what they did. God bless them. They did it before Glenn Fry died. And yes. the history of the Eagles is there. It's not Glenn's missing his story. The big part, like a missing hole in here. These four are alive. Get the fucking four real story out there. You know what I mean? That's well, look, the difference. Look, not to not to beat a dead horse because we do want to move on because eventually we do have a topic that we want to get to. We do? But, but look, we've talked about Paul's sensitivity and how it's getting exponentially more sensitive as he gets older. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But anyways, we thought that was interesting that Gene chimed in and that Eddie Trunk chimed in, chimed in on that as well. So that was the big news for that. The other big news that pertains to me and Zeus and anybody out there that's going on the Kiss Cruise is that Norwegian Cruise Lines and the Kiss Cruise changed the ship that we're now going to be sailing on, and it's now the Norwegian Gem. Because there was a lot of things coming out that between the CDCU and the cruise industry and Norwegian and that, that certain ships were going to be docked until uh, the middle of November. One of them was the Jewel, which was supposed to be the original ship that the cruise was going to take on. 
So people saw that come out and I was one of them. I'm like, what the fuck does this mean for the kiss cruise? And then not long, thankfully an announcement was made that it's now going to be the gem. Look, I don't know one fucking ship from another. I've never been on a cruise. All I'm saying is finally, it looks like this is definitely going to happen. Okay. For me, I've always been on the fence. I know Zeus been a lot more positive, but now I'm yesterday, Tom. Yep. Was it yesterday or today? I'm so old. I don't even remember. I talked to him about switching because now we were uh, we have a club, cabana club seat for four of us, and okay. now we were on the wait list to move to the middle of the ship because we were in the back of the ship. Okay, and all of a sudden that opened up. And when I was on the phone with the with the rep, I asked him point blank several different ways to ask him. Yep, I'm trying to use all my legalese to get him to say, "Is this going to happen?" He said, "There's nothing right now telling us that it won't happen. We're planning this as though this is definite happening." Perfect. We, we see nothing that would stop this at this point. We're awesome. all on board, ready to go. So Great. that's good news. Great. Um, so I'm excited about the Kiss Cruise. That's fantastic. Yep. One last little tidbit. Um, and we brought this up because a lot of people were tagging us in this on Twitter and Facebook, which is great. And we love that. We love that you guys do that. Blabbermouth posted an article about Paul Stanley saying, oh, yeah, Ace and Peter are welcome on the end of the road tour. It's the same shit. It's clickbait headlines. He did another interview with somebody, and it was the same pre-written script that he has. Oh, we want them on, blah, blah, blah. Look, it's it's not it's not going to happen, okay? It's not going to happen. And it's the same. Every time Paul comes out and says this, and we got a lot of comments from people, and they brought up good points. Yeah, Paul's going to say this so that it can refuel the fire and the excitement for people that might be on the fence about buying a ticket. And I said, if people are going to buy tickets based on that, then they're not paying attention to what's really going on in Kiss World. But so I thought that was interesting that Blabbermouth was kind of pushing a, that narrative about Ace and Peter with Paul again. The one comment I have is, yeah, <laughs> that photo of Paul. Oh, God, he looks yeah. like somebody. You know what it looks like? It looks like he looks like a guy that was on Space Mountain and saw a Kiss podcaster puke all over a wheelchair. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> looks like, <laughs> like he just walked into the uh, like he just walked into a, a room in Disney World with 95 degree heat and smell that marinated puke <laughs> the hot steam coming up the fucking yellow bile puke on the ground Ooh, hot in the shade baby <laughs> he was like that face he makes he just sold such a sourpuss oh yeah <laughs> Who fought it? <laughs> All right. Hey, maybe we'll just oh, do the topic. Maybe, maybe we'll just do the topic next week. We'll just keep riffing on this shit right now. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Tom, um, I'm sure we're missing something uh, along the way, but it's, it's all good guys. It's all good. And so Tom, guess what? We're finally at our topic this week. Wow. We made it. I'm so happy. <laughs> Me, myself, and I. That was like funky shit. It was like, wait a minute, this is rap, but they're not really rhyming. Remember those? That was so great. You love them. They they were on spring weekend at Stonehill College circa 1994. That's right. And and, and you can't, and unfortunately, that album, Three Feet High and Rising with Me, Myself, and I, you can't get there. It's not on streaming. 
because they could never strike a deal because it's one of the most sampled albums in the history of hip hop and all the licensing. It's unavailable anywhere. It sucks. What? Yep. What do you mean it's not unavailable? It's not It's not on Three Feet High and Rising by De La Soul. It's not available streaming anywhere because they couldn't sign was, off. I thought it was the Johnny Cash album, Five Feet High and Rising. <laughs> How high is the water, mama? Five Feet High and Rising. Oh How high is the water? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Three Feet High and Rising. This is going to be a three-hour episode with no topic. <laughs> Johnny Cash. Johnny always says. Johnny always says you can only drink so much and screw so much. Anyway, anyway. What is Uh, our topic? Me, myself, and I. These are the stupid things that I think of. And I'm like, what do you think of this idea, Tom? And you're like, yeah, but why don't we do it this way? I'm like, okay, let's do it this way. So we're like, there are a lot of songs in the Kiss catalog with I in it. What about the word me? Hmm. Yep. Myself. But there's no words with my, no songs with myself in there. No. We were going to put like pronouns like I, you, she, like it. Oh, there'll be, oh, there'll, there'll be a you episode in the future. <laughs> yeah, that's I not, know, that's not, that's not part of tonight. I was like, wait a minute. There's like more songs on every album that have those words in it that don't. Yep. So we, we, we shut it down to me, myself, and I song titles that have them in it. Now there is a caveat. I know I didn't pick this, but I, I don't know if you did in my song in, okay. in the songs. Um, I've, are part of I. Oh yeah, definitely. So yep. that's 44 songs I counted Tom on the Kiss discography. And the other exception which I don't think anyone is either going to is either I know I'm not going to pick it and I don't think you are either would be gimme more because give, gimme is a is a is a phrase for give me more. Yeah. But it's more like give me shit. Yeah, get, well, that ain't gonna happen. But we just yeah. we just like we like we like to be technical on this Without show. Without give me more, I didn't have any include that. I had came up with about forty four songs. Without the imes, the ives, the gimmies, and all that stuff, I came up with thirty nine. Yep. I didn't pick anything other than songs with I or me in them. That's how I did it. Me so, too. Uh, yeah, I don't. Ha- I don't have any. I don't have ive or ime. Right. Then that's up to thirty nine. Then if you go yep. that. Way. Tom, okay yep. so 39 tracks we're doing a top 10 with those words in them i love that and we we haven't done one of these crazy top 10s in a while i love these these are fun yep, yep. um i'm gonna go first this time i think usually you go first okay so I'm, I'm gonna go on a limb here tom so the word the song title has to have i or me in it correct this is a top 10 list that we came up with Number number ten for me, Tom, is this. When I look into the mirror, just can't believe what do I see? There's no waking from this nightmare. And you're lost in your reality So you tell me all your secrets And you tell me that you're innocent There's something in your eyes I can see And my face keeps looking back at me Mm -hmm. 
That's right. Off of the much maligned Carnival of Souls, I confess. Number oh, such a what a great song. Oh, I am so proud of you for picking that. Love that it. It's fantastic. Five Fan- years ago, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Fa- now- I love it. That song's killer. I love his vocals on this. Yep. Bounces. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when, I, that co- I, when that chorus kicks in, oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very AIC in there. And yep. it kicks ass. They do a great version of it. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's I confess is my number 10. I'll be honest with you. I confess, Tom. I took some liberties, like some things that I, you know, I wanted to. Maybe I wouldn't say this is the 10th best, but under this, these titles, I'm like, this is a good I song. Absolutely. Number 10 for me. Agreed. Yep. Okay. Number 10 for me. Look, anybody that's been listening to this show, this may be the most represented song in drafts and lists because I'm never, ever going to miss an opportunity to add this song to a list. And here is number 10. And that's right. I pledge allegiance to the state of rock and roll. (laughs) I'm telling you, if this song is in the draft pool, not that this is a draft, it's coming out. I just, I'm sorry. I love that song. I just love that song. The last like draft top 10, I I think it's made every single one. Yeah. At one point, there was like four episodes in a row where we were talking about this song. (laughs) You love this song. And now our listeners, some of them like, yeah, I do like that song. It's like grown on everybody. No, it's like, maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it wasn't. (laughs) I looked right in your face. Maybe it wasn't you. Wasn't me. (laughs) Um, I pledge allegiance. You know where I think of that song. I know. I know. Well, on that note, Tom, I'm going to come right back at you. I see that. Uh-oh. And I'm going to go with this. This is New York. Yo.
That's right. Peter just can't stop the rain. Oh, yikes. Okay, so look, it's not a bad... He's got a few on there. It's not a bad song. Okay? It's not a, it's wanted, not a bad song. I wanted his solo album. He's got three on there. He does. I yep. wanted to get some representation there, so I was going to take a song from there. I Can't Stop the Rain. Beautiful little ballad there. I like it. It's not a bad song, but you're talking, for me personally... Some of my all-time favorite Kiss songs ever are on this list. So this this was a very difficult yeah, list for me. There's like, I look at it as this way. I have all those songs there. Right now, what songs do I want to put on a list? Like, do I want to listen to? Like, there are songs there. I'm like, oh, I don't, I've fucking heard this song a million times. I want to hear that song. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, but, you know that's, I mean? not how, but that's not how you make a list. No. I want to have played this is my list i have a more affinity for these songs right now than other songs that i've known and loved all these years that's cool I'm so that's kill- right goes then. Not, that's my number nine number nine I'm to not, you i'm not gonna kill you for that I, I i have a couple wild cards for me but i'm gonna be honest with you as my list gets get goes up it's uh it gets a little bit basic but that's okay all right, number nine for me. You you may have this on your list. Again, I don't know. You might be throwing curveballs throughout your entire list, but you've heard you've heard us talk about our affinity for this song. So number nine for me, here we go.
Yes, what we both picked as the number one ranked song on Hot in the Shade. You love me to hate you. Yes. Fantastic song. Yep. Song is so underrated. You know, I get I get like legitimately frustrated with people that go out of their way to shit on this album. I, I'm not I know I I know yeah, 15 songs and boomerang and blah blah blah. You know, read my body, but Give this album a chance. You have to. The, the Paul songs are some of his best. Though that trifecta of King of Hearts, Silver Spoon, yep. and this You Love Me to Hate You stand yep. out because they're three deep cuts that I fucking love. Absolutely. Love. Yep. yep. Anyways, that's number nine for you. All right. Yep. Number eight for me, Tom, is a duplicate. The awesome You Love Me to Hate You. You just picked it as your number nine. How do you go wrong with it? We just talked about it. It's fucking awesome. Such a great great song. Yeah, the song is great, and I can't wait for uh, our listeners to be like, how do you have that rank eight and nine where it was your number one Hot in the Shade song? <laughs> but well, no, for this one, it was there. Okay? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Is that good enough? Is that sufficient? <laughs> Uh, number eight is our duplicate, and I, I cannot believe you had it on your list, but that is I Confess. I love that you had that on your list. Yeah. So that that's Sounds the first. Great. I, I, I never would have thought that would be a duplicate, but it, it it is, so I love it. So number seven to me. Now, number seven, I, I'm guessing you have this. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm a little concerned because it might be higher than I would expect you to have it. So maybe you don't. But it's this. I saw her standing there across the room. A glass of wine and some sweet perfume. Next thing I knew, she was standing right next to me. Oh yeah, I told her that I had a submarine She said I know exactly what you mean I told her that my ship was ready to ride She touched my heart, but she touched my life She said, take me down below Doesn't matter where we go Yeah, I understand, leave me by the hand Won't you Better go because she's already wet, Tom. Oh, God. Are you serious? Take me down below. You have a monster song on this list. How dare you? Yes. How? 
dare you? Because I love that song. This to me, this this fucking adds some variety, some fucking yep, some deep cuts into this list. Now, did you we did you make a conscious effort to try to not have more than one song from an album? No, I I did make a conscious effort to kind of mix it up, not have just all the classics that you okay. would expect. Like I I always try to make my list be non kiss conventional. Okay. okay, we're gonna put Cold Gin, we're gonna put Deuce, we're gonna do Detroit Rock City, Love Gun, all that shit. Like I, I try to mix it up a little bit and make okay. it a little bit different. So yeah, number seven for me is Take Me Down Below. Okay. Yeah, my my list is a mix of standards. I'm not gonna pretend, you know, and then and then a couple of couple of wild cards like this one here, which is my number seven. Yes, another Peter solo song, but I love this one. It's like AM Gold Disco R&B You Matter to Me. I've this has always been maybe my favorite song on this album. It's just that light 70s pop disco, I don't know. I just think it's a you catchy said it tune. Best. AM Gold. Yep, I just think it's a catchy catchy tune and if you've guys you've listened to the show long enough I think Zeus and I are the maybe the only people out there waving the flag for the Peter Solo album. So, yep. big, big big fan of it. Absolutely. I you know again, Tom. There's three choices on there. Yep. So. Yep. All right. Number six to me is this. I got a body built for sin and an appetite for passion. Got a body built for sin and an appetite for passion. Oh, I just wanna. Yep. Oh, so much fun. Yep. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I I knew that that would be on your list. The Holy Trinity, Tom. Yep. I just wanna. Let's put the X in sex and take it off. Oh, just amazing stuff. Amazing. Yeah, I did. I, it's just that song is awesome, but. I I kind I did my best to try to mix up my list a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. There's a couple of albums that are represented more than once on this list, and yeah, 
as we're talking, I'm trying to switch it up, but I want to be true to myself. Yeah, do what you want, man. No worries. So number six for me, um, just so ridiculously underrated. It's one of those deep, it's kiss fans. Don't call it a deep cut. Some fans do, but just tremendously underrated song. And here we go right here with my number six. Dress to kill, love her all I can. Oh my god, right up there with one of the all time greats, and it just it, it kills me how that song just really never took off in, in anywhere in terms of compilations or any kind of collections. It's just ah, so good. It's just so good. That breakdown towards the end. Oh my god, Peter Drummond. Oh, Peter's oh yeah, Peter's killing it. I love it. I love it. So much yep. fun. So yep. much fun. It well, is. I know you have this. It's probably your number one, but I'm putting it here. Number five. Here you go. Opening track off of Love Gun. Yep. I stole your love. Yeah. Any list list without this song, you'd be just fooling yourself. Yeah. I'd be picking just to be like, oh, I'm crazy. I didn't put it on here. Like, come on. Right. I I have to put I stole your love on here. Such a, like, just the opening riff. And it's just such a kick you in the fucking teeth song. And they don't play it. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. All right. Number five for me, we have had representation from Paul, Gene, and Peter. So here we go with number five. Yeah. 
And I would like to put the caveat in here of the live version, but that's okay. Generally speaking, I'll take it anyways. And that is shock me because it's ace. It's my favorite ace song. It's my favorite ace solo. The alive two version is one of the greatest things ever recorded. What are you going to say about shock me other than it's just shock me? Yeah. I'm to me, Tom, I've never been that big a fan of it. I like other ace songs. Really? Okay. Okay. No, that's um, fine. I mean, it could all, it also helps. I'm a love gun guy and I'm an alive two guy. Yeah. So it kind of, kind of checks off those boxes for me. I just, the chorus. I mean, I'm a fan of kiss. So who am I to criticize fucking chorus? Put on, put on your black leather. Oh, it's just oh, it's, so it's dumb. A, it reminds me of the other fucking dumb one that you love on that album. What hooligan? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Had <laughs> <laughs> a nickel and buy some more. Just, just dropped out of school when I was twenty-two. <laughs> Why are you in school when you're twenty-two? But you know, it's just uh, fucking the choruses are just. Oh, anyways, I love it. I, love I know it. you love it. I know you love it. I well, love it. This is my I pledge allegiance at number four. Here you go. I, you know I'm going to put your all that I want in one of these fucking lists. I knew that it. is I my I pledge of uh, pledge allegiance to the state of rock and roll. How is that only your number four? Like I thought that was going to be number one. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm not okay. crazy here. Okay, uh, I love the track. We talk about it all the time. It's a favorite of mine. It's Gene. Fucking just, it's a beautiful song. I love yep. it. Yeah, um, it just moves me. I don't know what it is. That's my number four. You've heard me sing the praises of this song many times. Yep. What do you no. got at your number four, man? My number four. So I, I like I said, I, I have a couple albums here with multiple representations and I, I didn't want everything to be multiple representation. So I picked one song off of this album when I easily could have picked two and I'm still kicking myself. But um, this was the song that made it off of this album for me. And this is my number four. Years seem to pass. It's time to get 
Best song off of the Paul Stanley solo album that is Tonight You Belong to Me. I know you love that song. Oh, it's just epic. Oh, it's just epic. The song just takes you on a journey. I love it. Oh, I wish so Paul had the vocal ability to throw that in the set list now, huh? Oh, please. We can <laughs> wish. We can wish. I know. Yeah. yeah. Great stuff. Yep. Um, Number three to me tom wow i know what do we got we got this Yeah, Tom, I went back to the classic. I know it's fucking fatigue, but uh, I love it loud. Okay, no, that's, I, hey, that's I what this list is all about. That's what this list it's is all about. Still, when I hear it off of Creatures of the Night, still, like, I don't turn it off. Yeah. Live, maybe. Live? On creatures? So I gotta the tell original right drumming in, in the extra verse, I, I listen. Dude, live is... 
I think seeing them in concert so frequently recently killed the song because it is a fucking slog when they play this live. <laughs> I know you're <laughs> like, oh god, that's a it's just oh, it's just rough. But the you're rough. right, it's just looking good. It's just rough. Yeah, that's All right. my number three. All right, number three for me. I, I, if you don't have, I mean, we're already up to. You got your two and your one left, so maybe you have this. I don't know, but if you don't, I'll be shocked because this checks off a couple boxes for you here. Number three. are a little bit corny but you got paul and gene singing because i believe in me (laughs) i from music from the elder i'm so i know the lyrics are are corny and cheesy but that riff in eric's drums i have always loved this song always loved this song it's a great tune man it is very underrated They should be in the set list. It should be one of their signature songs. It should Two be. of them going back and forth. Two of them singing inspirational lyrics. I agree. Right? Don't need to get wasted. <laughs> it only brings me down. I love and then it. you got, what's Paul say? I don't need to get wasted. Yeah, that's when Elvis shows up. Money. I, don't I love it. Him with his little short hair and his purple bandana. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down, Stanley. Purple Rain Star. Purple Rain Paul. Pantene Paul. (laughs) All right. Number two is your number one. I know it. Hit it. Take the time. 
Dancer, a romancer, a Capricorn, and a Cancer yep. makes for number two for me. Come on and love me. What the fuck is your number one? I think I might know, but goddamn, yeah. Come, yeah. come on and lo- come on and love me. What the fuck? The song is. I look. Forgive me for being a broken record. I know we say a lot of this. We say a lot of things. We do lists and drafts. Please explain to me how this is not in this set list. It's just fucking it 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 breaks my brain trying to figure out how this isn't in the set list. Oh, because I I mean I know I want to hear Cycle Circus. Oh my god, that that is the bane of your existence, that song. Dude, dude, there's at least four or five songs on that set list that should be torched and launched into <laughs> outer space that should never be played again. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Number so my two. number two, my number two, my number one and my two were were coin flips. Look, today I'm going to wake up and this is going to be my one and two. Tomorrow could be different, but it's going to be the same two songs. You've already picked them. Number two, duplicate. I stole your love. What are we? What are you going to say? One of the greatest openers of all time. Again, it breaks my brain that they don't play this on the end of the road. <laughs> Ridiculous. I think I stole your love. If I remember correctly, was on exposed, not extreme close up when they went into the archive footage. Okay. There's a part of the concert that they show when it goes and they play I Stole Your Love. Yeah. And Paul sings the lyric about can't bring me down. Yeah, yeah. There's a close up of Gene. Gene must flick his tongue. Like a thousand times per second. Yep. It's fucking insane how that yep. works. I know what you're talking about. Small little things like that. Like when I think of a song, that's the part in the image that's in my head. That's when I think of I Stole Your Love. Yep. It's like perfectly like choreographed and I love it. I got you. You know? Yep. Yeah. So that's I Stole Your Love. Number one to me. Uh oh. Okay. All right. I wrote it. I wrote it down. This is what I think is your number one. Okay. Number one is a duplicate. Oh, you bastard. (laughs) It's a duplicate. And that is, we did this episode. What is the episode called? Me, myself, and I. (laughs) Why are you questioning it when we changed the title? I thought you were like tricking me. No, it's me, myself, and I. Okay. So when I think of that, I think of one song that came to mind. And that is I. It okay. is the embodiment of why we did this top ten list. Yeah. I, right? Well, and it's Paul. It's Gene talking about the empowerment of the the I in the music from the elder, the guy believing himself. To me, that's why this is number one for me. It's on this list specifically, it's not my favorite song on this list. But when I think of me, myself, and I, I think of the word I, the empowerment, and all that stuff. It's I believe in me. Well, that's the thing. They're saying both. They're saying I and me in the chorus. Yeah. Perfect. You don't and this is my number one song. You don't want to you don't you don't want to know what I wrote down? Go ahead. Let's see it. Well, I folded it up, but I'll tell you what I wrote down. I actually thought you were gonna have something off of Paul's solo album. I thought you were gonna have wouldn't you like to know me? 
No, no. I, I never even put that at that. Well, the only the, the, I think that was my, number five for me when we ranked his. My own, the only my thought was that I know you love I, but I never would have thought you had it number one. And we had gotten to number one, and you didn't have anything off the Paul solo album, which also uh, blew me away. Yeah, so I was I was surprised by that. That's why I just kind of did like a process of elimination there. Yeah, I don't so. want to cut you short. I know your number one is a duplicate, and it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's come on and love me. Yeah, it's the easiest so, e- easiest one two ever for me. When that first guitar comes in, dun, 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 oh my dun, god, boom, boom! And the drums kicks in, and then the it, second lead. Bang. Oh. Oh, it's it's amazing. The song's perfect. Yep, it's perfect. Yep. Yeah. So now, now what we like to do, we like to do honorable mentions. Sometimes these are more fun than the rankings. Yeah. You got uh, my three honorable mentions. Number one, my number one. I've got uh, another track from Peter. I've got a "Don't Let Me Find You," sleeping with another man. Good I'm song. gonna love is number one. Number two. I put another Paul Jean duet. I've always loved the song. Let okay. me know. Let me really? Know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. Number three is just as it was your number four tonight. You belong to me. Okay. Okay. So my three honorable mentions, I don't know how this didn't make my list, but it's on my honorable mention. Number one. And that is, do you love me? Yeah, I was surprised. You love that track. I know, I know, but I was trying to mix it up a little bit. But uh, I know, do- but th- that's my point when we do these. Like, is it okay? Just throwing. Do you love me? It's like we'll pick the same fifteen, twenty tracks on all these polls and right. all these top ten lists. If we're really gonna go by that, I gotta mix it up. Right. And this one, this was almost in my top. It was almost in my top ten. Definitely an honorable mention. I can't believe you didn't pick it as either one. And my, that my number two honorable mention is "Take Me." Yeah. Oh. Really. Dude, remember we did these albums. I think I know, I no, I know. I know. I think I had it in the middle of the pack of rock and roll over. Okay. Okay. I mean, I yeah. like it. Yeah. Okay. And then um and then my my third honorable mention was uh I might take a beating for this, but it's another Ace song and that's Talk to Me off of Unmasked. I like yeah, I, I, lo- I, I know you like that song. Yeah, I like the Ace songs off that. But I'll tell you right now there's a ton. I don't know if you want to run down the list. I know sometimes when we do top 10s we run down the list of stuff we didn't take and All right. Would so we me, have taken yeah, another? I, you know. I've got the tracks right here, Tom. Yeah, me too. Go ahead. So I'm only going to name songs that weren't picked. Yeah. Either in the top 10 or honorable mentions. Yep. Let me go rock and roll. Terrible. I want you. Yeah. So somebody's going to be like, so you picked I confess I can't stop the rain. I pledge allegiance, and no one took I want you. You mattered to me. <laughs> <laughs> you both picked I off the elder. Go ahead. Go on and say, do you even like Kiss? Exactly. Uh, yep. Then she kissed me. I'm in need of love. That's the well, tricky ones, the arm. Um. Yep. Wouldn't you like to know me? Well, you had that as an honorable mention, didn't you? Or no? Nope. Oh, you had tonight, tonight you belong to me. That's right. Okay. Another one that almost made it for me was "Take Me Away." I love that. I, that's a good Together one. Together yep. as one, that was very close for me. Yep. Of course, no one took "Hold Me, Touch Me, Think of Me" when we were apart. No. Uh, don't you let me down? I almost took. It's not bad. Rock me, baby. Nah. Eh. I was made for loving you. No one took. Nope. I'm a legend tonight. Eh. Keep me coming. Worst fucking song on the album. 
I still love you. Uh, I know. Great. We're going to get shit for this one. I've had enough. That, that was all that was <laughs> literally on the edge of my honorable mention list. Yep. Yeah. I get got to be like, think about it. this is the same band. I've got a list here with, I can't stop the rain. And uh, I take me down. The line, and then I've had enough. It's almost like a complete different band. If you put that music, right? <laughs> That's why I love doing these lists. Cause I can't wait for people to assault us with our picks. Yeah. I'm alive. Oof, trash. I'll fight hell to hold you. How do people like that song? <laughs> we have so a, bad. We have a friend that really likes that song. Yeah, I know. I know. You make me rock hard. Terrible. Every time I look at you. Great tune. Love it. Love it. I will be there. No. I walk alone. I almost had it as a, as a uh, what do you call uh, it? Bruce deserves more credits. Not a bad song. Yeah. I almost had it as an honorable mention. Yep. Uh, I also put this from the box set. Keep me waiting. <sighs> Terrible. Yes, I know. Nobody's perfect. I like that song. Take him off, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the winner of our our episode poll. I'm an animal. Trash. Devil is me. That might be worse. Oh yeah, and we almost forgot. Last but not least, the classic from the Detroit Rock City soundtrack. That classic film with a classic original track. Nothing can keep me from you. Wow! How that yeah, how that didn't make it. I, I, it's it's stunning. It's stunning. It's it's such an iconic ballad. Why don't we ask the director? How come he didn't make Who, it? Adam Rifkin? Whatever. <laughs> Whenever I hear the name Rifkin, I think of Joel Rifkin from <laughs> when Elaine is dating the guy named Joel Rifkin, but he's the serial killer and they're at the Giants football game. Can I have your attention, please? Will Joel Rifkin report? He's not the serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't add that one in there. So. We had to. Yes, but <laughs> yeah, no one's yeah. picking that. No, good stuff. Ton of songs. And you're right. Half of these songs will make an appearance again when we eventually get to the you episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Exactly. I love it. I but love this it. is fun because you're like, there are a lot of songs with I in it. I don't realize it. Wait a minute. There's a lot of songs with me in it. Whoa. Yep. Yep. So me, myself, it. and I, we had some fun with this. We'd love to see your list. So on this specific episode, we want you guys to post your stuff, especially on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Post your top 10 list, your three yep. honorable mentions. We want to see them. Tag us. Yeah. Meet myself and I. Maybe that's the hashtag we use. And tag us on them and put this on social media. Best kiss songs with the words me and I in them. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Or your favorite 10. You know, yep. that's what we did. So yep. anyways, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And next we move on to this. Hi, this is Ed Spansberg of ClickTeaShop.com. And for all your shouted out loud cast gear and merchandise, please visit ClickTeaShop.com. At Click T Shop, you can find lots of Kiss inspired t shirt designs, plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new fine art selections. 
And now, here's your question of the week. So our question of the week, this is an old one that I have had in the archives from our good friend, David Zanet from, yeah. Ital- from Italy. Our, we love David. Oh my God. Is he a passionate kiss fan? We love him. So this is a good question and, it, and it's kind of, it, I, I, I've been kind of saving it and it's kind of pertinent now, especially with the announcement of the A&E biography and the Netflix mm-hmm. biopic. So okay. he wants to know, he wants to know, what would you like to see in these documentaries in terms of whether it's interview clips or, or concert footage or, or, or something that they cover in, in history? What, what is something that you would definitely want to see? Now, I know we did an episode way back about our, which we're going to revisit that. That's going to be interesting when they, when these things all drop. So David is like, what, what's something that you would want to see in, in these quote unquote mega documentaries that will be released? So Tom, that would be episode 47. If anybody wants to go and listen to it, that was larger than life episode. We did, we did like one. a top 10 history moments that should be in any kiss movie or documentary. So that's, uh, you know, th- a lot of our thoughts would be in that episode, but so you don't have to go and listen to it. What should be in it? I think they need to come up and have that discussion of Peter walking away from the band where one of the first original members leaves. And I want to see how they do it. Um, I'm interested in see how they do it with Ace because give Ace that fucking bone. Let Ace say that he left on his own. I think Ace did leave on his own. Don't put it in that you kicked him out or anything like that because of drugs and like to numb himself please give us that clean depiction because mm-hmm. if you don't start doing that then er- everything automatically is like oh that's a fucking lie oh that's a fucking lie yeah please so i like to see those the the departures of those guys and and see how they portray it that's what i'm interested in seeing okay that's good that's good for me um i think i've talked about this before i would really like to know what went on with the discussion? And we've talked about this before in previous episodes about how Sean Delaney really wasn't very supportive of the solo album idea. Yeah. And what went into that discussion? Was that really to appease the band because they were about to break up right then and there? Or was there something more? I mean, we kind of know the answer, but I really, I'm really intrigued by that whole era of the band, the solo album decision and why not, just take some of those best songs and make an album and weren't how are you not aware of the fallout that was going to happen if somebody succeeded which it did ace i just think i would like to hear more stuff that again obviously stuff that we don't know but stuff about the whole solo album decision making that whole time around the band do you know the one thing i i think about now and if we ever get to a discussion on the solo albums as a whole, one of the things I would have done like in hindsight is I would have said, guys, you want to do the solo albums? Here's what you're going to do. Then if you're going to do the solo albums, then I need you to sign a five more record album contract with us. So you can't split. Yeah. Now you're entitled to all four of you need to appear and you have no contract. You can't go to another label or anything else. You're here with us and you're doing five new out, out records of new material. Not double platinum, not alive too, 
right. not fucking killers, new material with Kiss so yeah. that it doesn't break up the band. You want to express yourself and you want to have that outlet outside the band, here you go. You're still in this fucking band. We're not going to blow, blow this up right now. Yeah, Something could like be that. interesting. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm on record as saying I absolutely love the solo albums, but I also hate them because I knew that it was yeah, gonna, I, I knew it was going to destroy the band, which it did. But I want to I, I want to see that brought up. And look, you guys have been listening to us long enough. You you know how realistic we are about Kiss, and there's going to be nothing in the biopic or the or the A and E documentary that's going to blow us away. Maybe there's a couple new things, maybe some new footage things, but I don't think you're going to be like oh. I can't believe they said that. I'll be shocked if there's anything like that in either one of those. Yeah. I think there will be some shots of Paul across about everybody. No doubt. There will not be any shots on Paul. First of all, I think Paul will take the hits. I think Gene will take some fucking shots. Gene will, but there will not be shots on Paul. First of all, Zeus, and I think we can agree on this. I think Paul is going to take full advantage of this opportunity to mm-hmm. get on his soapbox and, like you said, just start open firing on people he wants to open fire. I, I hope it's not completely obnoxious, yeah. but he's definitely he's definitely going to start. Um, you know, because this is these are legacy these are legacy things. A and E in the Netflix thing; th- these are legacy representations of the band's history, and we all know how Paul likes to kind of reframe history yeah. or create a new history for new pa- new fans. This isn't home dvds or vhs's for only kiss fanatics to buy Correct. this is on any biography and so netflix if, yeah so if jimmy page is sitting at his house and he's like oh paul stanley he's a good bloke let me listen to this yep he ain't buying extreme close-up right <laughs> yeah rod stewart is not picking up kiss confidential but he might see his friend paul stanley on a and e and be like oh let me see what paul's saying First like, of all, n- nobody's picking up Kiss Confidential. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I can't. I can't wait for those because those right there. Those are those are going to be re- those are going to be review episodes in and of themselves when that shit drops. So absolutely. Yep. Uh, Tom, where can people find us, buddy? All right. So our email is the best place. As tonight, we spent a lot of time reading all your great emails, and that is shoutitoutloudcast at gmail dot com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail dot com. We try to read all of them. Uh, sometimes we can't get to all of them in terms of reading them on the show, but we do read them. Zeus and I all the time. Did you check out this email from Fred? Oh, yeah. Jay's email was great. And a lot of times we do we, we do read them on the air. So please continue to email us. And the other great place to contact us is our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can tag us in things. You can DM us privately if you want to. That's fine, too. Um, and then we also have the great Facebook group that we create, Shouted Out Loudcasters, which is growing every day. I think we're up to about 23, 2,400 members right now, which is spectacular. Thank you guys for that. Great place to share stories and pictures and kiss discussions. Awesome stuff. Um, and we're part of the great Pantheon podcast family. Tons of great new shows on there being added all the time, all different genres, everything. Oh yeah! Um, on that note, we want to congratulate a friend of ours who was on this show before. Um, the very happy and optimistic Baco and Loose Cannon from Cobras and Fire—they joined the Pantheon Podcast Network. We got yes. a few uh, friends now on the network, and That's believe right. it or not, yeah, the network hasn't gone down and crashed with all our hoodlum buddies now on there, but. Yeah, so congratulations to Baco and Loose Cannon. Um, welcome aboard, boys. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Congrats to them by far. Absolutely. Um, and just as a reminder to what Zeus said earlier in the show, um, our Patreon family is growing as well, too. And you can check us out on Patreon.com. You can search for Shout Out Loudcast. Also, the Patreon app, you can use that as well. Um, so we mentioned that earlier in the show, but just a reminder to check us out, see if you're something that you're interested in. Um, and it's a lot of fun, so you can do that. And as our sponsor for question of the week, Click T Shop, our great buddy Ed, Click T Shop, click with a K. Great stuff. He designed our awesome logo. Um, and he sells great shout out loudcast merchandise along with awesome kiss inspired merchandise for those deep cut kiss fans. Great stuff. He's got some Phantom of the Park stuff and just really cool graphics. So give uh, give Ed a, a look. He's a great guy and runs a great business. And if you have those cool shout out loudcast t-shirts, don't forget to get the album review crew t-shirt in your collection. Those are sweet retro looking stuff. Uh, yep. Ed designed those for us as well, and they're new and on his website, clicktshop.com. Uh, Tom, I always like to tell people they can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We like getting messages from you, and you can always subscribe and comment on our YouTube, <laughs> YouTube. channel. Our YouTube subscription has really gone up lately, and the comments there are getting more and more. So we like that. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, and please uh, contribute there as well. And you can always go on as well and give us one of those five-star star. child reviews on Apple iTunes. Those are greatly appreciated. It helps us tremendously. Actually, I got one here, Tom, that I want to read for us right now. Please do. Love these. Yeah. So, an honest discussion of Kiss and their music by Devils99. Ooh. I recently found this podcast. I'm a longtime Kiss fan, and at times I've always felt bad if I didn't go over the moon for everything they've done. Thank goodness I found this show. These two guys are honest, and I find myself agreeing with them on albums and songs, but I also disagree with them sometimes. I'm now going back into their previous shows to hear their thoughts. It's fun and a refreshing show. Perfect. Wow. We don't want disciples. We don't want people just yesing us to death. We want people to disagree with us, to agree with us, but to have a conversation about Kiss. This is an awesome, honest five-star review that we got. And we greatly appreciate it. It's uh, and thank you very much, Devils ninety nine. Yeah, that is per. That's a perfect summary of the show. I love that. So thank you so much, Devils ninety nine, for taking the time. We know you guys got busy lives, so taking a few minutes to sit down and write a review like that is is excellent. And welcome to the show, my friend. And thank you again for that. That's great. We appreciate it. Yeah, and so again, I always like to repeat the email. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. We love your emails. They're always great and fun to read, and we really appreciate it. But in the end, Tom, we always come back to this. Famous last words. You got any for me? Of course. Ain't no pretending. Ain't no make-believe. But I've got to be the one. I've got to do what must be done. Settle the fuck down. Because I believe in me. I believe in something more than you can understand. I believe in me. (laughs) 
it sounds settle like, down purple Paul Stanley. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. That's exactly what it is. People like me. Now, welcome to A&E Biography with Paul Stanley. (laughs) All right. That was like inspiring, nice, and kind. Now, dumb it down. Dumb it down, please. I got my finger on the trigger in a match to the fuse. I'll make someone an offer that's too big to refuse. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I'm glad we ended with that lyric. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army Loudcasters, thank you. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you for the comments, the feedback, and and, uh, tonight's extended email uh, segment. We appreciate that very, very much. So we hope you guys had a fun time with this episode. And uh, Zeus, thank you, my friend. And everybody, stay safe and be well. Yes. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.